0: Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers.
1: In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.
0: Are you experiencing social anxiety as restrictions ease? You're honestly not alone. Everyone has changed over the past year and going back out into the world might feel overwhelming.
1: In this episode, we share some of the common concerns we've heard from clients clients family and friends and share some insights on how to honour your own needs as well as balance expectations hi i'm james davis
0: and i'm claire davis
1: we're the midlife mentors here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness
0: the balanced no-nonsense way
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Midlife Mentors with me, James.
0: And me, Claire. James is starting again. I will let that joke drop at some point. James always starts the uh, the episode, don't you darling?
1: I start and I finish.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh dear, we've had a busy, busy... I'm a completer. Oh, um, a completer finisher. I, we've had a really, really busy day. We're actually recording this... Wednesday night, I'm going to be really honest with you, we're recording it Wednesday night and it goes out on a Wednesday night, we've just had such a busy day, I think we're, uh, this is going to be uh, quite a funny one, because I think we're a bit overtired. Mm.
1: Although uh, also, this is, it's the second one we recorded this week, we've got an amazing mm. one for you that I think we'll probably put out next, next week, will we go, about glycanage, don't want to say too much, don't want to give it away, but um, so fascinating. truly fascinating, talking with a molecular biologist on that one. Anyway, today we are talking about social anxiety.
0: Yeah, we're um, we're talking about this because we want to do um, a... I suppose we mix it up a little bit. We do, obviously, nutrition. We do exercise. We talk about the science of everything. But we, we also like doing the really heart-centred ones, you know, the ones that we know will really, really touch you um, and probably really relate to where you're at right now. Um, and that is... This is something that we're being um, spoken to a lot about from our clients, our friends and our family is this sense of social anxiety. As restrictions ease in England, you know, people are finding this new world a little bit odd to deal with. You know, we've all changed enormously. We've all changed enormously over the last year and a bit. Um, our attitude towards life what we want what our desires are what's important have all changed and that's that's something that we have touched on in other podcasts as well but I think just as we're coming out of, of lockdown and lockdown's easing it's just really really important to address this anxiety around socializing perhaps traveling whatever it is for you because I know so many people are feeling it even those people that you m- might think that aren't feeling it really really are so those kind of really bubbly outgoing sociable creatures um, amongst your friends even if you were never like that even those people i know certain certainly some of my friends and family and actually clients that you'd think oh you know they're really excited to go out and socialize again we're all feeling it we've all changed and we just wanted to touch on it really briefly today in this podcast but before we do i wanted to just mention that i am doing my Managing Perimenopause and Menopause oh, Workshop again. This workshop's
1: amazing.
0: I'm so excited to run this, actually. I've done it a few times before already this year. And the reason I like doing it live is because I get to meet you, albeit virtually. I get to meet you and I get to answer your questions live. So it's really important to me to keep it small and connected. And basically, I'm going to be going... It's about 30 minutes long with time for Q&As at the end. It's at 12.30, uh, lunchtime, UK time, tomorrow... Um, and it's going to be via Zoom. And I'm just going to go through basically why most of us women around this age that are experiencing these symptoms are kind of working against our hormones. So I'm going to explain really what's going on with your hormones physiologically. Um, and then I'm going to dive in to lifestyle modifications that you can make right now that don't mean massive sacrifices or medication. So if you do want to sign up for that, obviously um, it's happening Thursday 13th of May, uh, 12.30 UK time, lunchtime. I will put a link in the show notes to join and register. Uh, do make sure you do, because as I said, I want to keep it nice and personal. I love working. Honestly, the feedback I've had from this is so wonderful because it's still a taboo to- topic, really. Um, you, and you a get lot
1: am- of- such amazing feedback every time you... you- Uh, run this one you know from people feeling Mm. that they feel like listened to and understood and also having those aha moments of of things they can put into action straight away to kind of help them.
0: simple simple strategies and I just want to give you those um those on that workshop tomorrow so I'll put that in the in the show notes and hopefully I will see you there also, James is going to be doing an andropause. Yeah,
1: I've been so inspired. So, men, by, we're not leaving you out, no, guys. by Claire talking about about the menopause. I thought, yeah, what about the poor old guys out there? Because um, yeah, there is a condition called the andropause, the male menopause. Um, it, it's similar but different to, to the female menopause. Still lots of hormones, but hormone affects, changes. But it affects a lot of men. You know, there's, there's physiological, there's psychological, there's emotional changes. So, um, I have been... Hiding away, researching, um, mm. putting together again like a thirty-minute workshop, um, like Claire's basically on the kind of kind of symptoms of the andropause. Um, what's causing? Them? We're going to look under the bonnet of your body and have a look at you know the hormonal, the physiological factors that are going on that also have a psychological effect, and most importantly, what you can do naturally start working in harmony with your body uh, and getting the results I you want. I think
0: this is so important. So I'm so excited for James to do this. I'll be, I'll be honest. I, I've I can been tell you running... the
1: date. It's going to be on June the 3rd, which is Thursday, 12.30pm. So put that date in your diary. You've got no sign-up page or anything yet, but obviously closer to the time we'll be pushing it. And, I'm uh, so excited for James up. to do
0: this because actually if us women think that, you know, there's a lack of awareness and a lack of support, I have to say... We need to have some compassion for the guys because they're they're going through lots of physiological and hormonal changes which affects emotion, mood, all that sort of thing. And actually, I'm so proud of James for putting this together. Um, And yeah, we we just can't wait to share that with you. Can't wait for you to do that. Um, So let's move on to the topic today, which is, as we're coming out of restrictions, the anxiety around socialising. You know, as I said, we're all coming out of lockdown. Mm. Um, pretty much very, very different people. Um I yeah, know... I was
1: just going to jump in there saying, you know, I, we, we obviously, like, speak to a wide range of people mm. and it's it really interesting, the the variation in people's experience of lockdown. You know, I mean, some people who are kind of, like, quite introverted to start with, like, oh, it hasn't really affected me that much. Exactly. People who are really extroverted who now feel they've become introverted. Um, people who've kind of almost just been getting on with life as normal and going out and doing lots of stuff. And then other people, you know, are saying, I actually haven't been in another building apart from my house or the supermarket for 12 months. So we recognise there's a whole range of experience out there, but you know, everyone's experience is valid. And That's
0: what I was about to say. After You're... a year
1: of this, of course, it's, it's a long time to adapt to a situation, and when that changes again, uh, you know, we're conditioned evolutionary-wise to, to view change as a threat almost, because if we're alive, then things are going well to our subconscious. If something comes on that changes the status quo it's a perceived threat which is why our anxiety levels can can rise up when we're chasing, facing these new, new
0: Absolutely and I think also um, we adapt, what we, what we don't realise is we find it very uncomfortable when change happens but also we're very adaptable creatures which is why we've got to where we have, we've got to in the human evolution but you know we adapt very quickly so we adapt to our circumstances, our situations and actually what happens is we end up getting in, we have become accustomed to our comfort zones which actually adapt really quickly. Um, Um, And, you know, we have become, um, we've had to become more insular and we sort of get used to just answering to ourselves. There's no like peer pressure or pressure from external forces to make you feel guilty that you're not doing this, that and the other. There's not been as much pressure to do all of that. So now there's a real anxiety of what will other people think if I do this and I don't do that. So... That's why we're doing it, because we have spoken to lots of you that are feeling that way. Actually, I was going to say, before we came on to do this, I was saying to James, it's very different from uh, for us, because we were in Marbella um, for winter, and we only got locked down for two weeks. And other than that, everything was kind of normal. We had restrictions on when we could go out and what was open, but we could still go out and still do things. So I think, you know, that's that for us has been... Something that we have experienced, but can't necessarily understand to the degree that you have. Um, it was—it's been brutal here in the in England, the lockdowns in the UK, basically. So, just go easy on yourselves, be kind to yourselves, and just know that, you know, whatever whatever happens is the right thing for you. Um, so, some of the anxieties we've been speaking to people about and witnessing are. You know, some people have put on those lockdown pounds and they don't want to go out socialising because they're like, oh, I feel really uncomfortable in my own skin.
1: Well, it's a big one. You know, we've been to people like, um, you know, they've suddenly got to go back into work mode and go to an office or go to meetings. They're like, I've got my outfit out for the first time in eight, nine months and I don't fit in it anymore.
0: I know. And that's Um, that's hard.
1: So the lockdown pounds is, is a real thing. Uh, And obviously, you know, we've got our own self-image and and we can feel anxious about that when we're going back out in the world. We want to present, you know, a positive self-image that's aligned Mm. with who we were before the lockdown. So that's one thing, having put on the weight.
0: Um, Also, um, some people have this guilt and shame around not having achieved enough. Mm. You know, I remember doing a post at the beginning of when we first went into lockdown and there was everyone like, what are you going to do with your time? What are you going to become? Make the most of it. And it was exhausting. It was kind of shaming us into... Um, you know, writing a novel or doing a course. I
1: right? like, what have you been up to? So, oh, I've got a tech startup, I've written two books yeah. and I've made a fortune from crypto. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, move on, people, move on. We're just trying to survive here in this uncertain world. So having not achieved enough, you know, that you're going to get all these questions like, oh, what have you been doing? I don't... It's, um, it's okay to feel anxious about that as well.
1: Uh, some people, unfortunately, have lost their job or their business, you know. Um, obviously, the shutdown has had a massive economic effect on certain sectors of industry. You know, things like travel, events, hospitality. Uh, and some people have, like, lost their businesses, where if they've lost them, they would be struggling mm-hmm. at the moment. Some people have lost their jobs. That's another another source of anxiety when you're going out in the world again. We, a lot of us get so tied up with our identity with, you know, what we do. So I that's know. another form of anxiety that can come I out. I
0: know, mental health, you know, actually, just actually saying... But it is Mental
1: Health Awareness Week this week. It though. is
0: Mental Health Awareness mm. Week. Oh, this is good that we're doing this, because, you know, mental health, you might have um, not, might not have been a person that had anxiety or... Um, depression or anything like that and because of what's happened in the world it's, it's actually triggered that for you and you, again you are not alone the statistics are alarming about um, how many people are now on antidepressants and you know how people are you know just finding it really really tough um, mentally to deal with what's going on so again going out into a social situation where you're not presenting your best self, and you're thinking, "How am I going to explain this like, you know it's it's really it can be really uncomfortable, so you might also have lost a relationship mm. I, we know people that that's happened to you know you've lost a relationship, so again, that defined you all these things that defined you and uh,
1: I would say the other thing is like if you were single going in and you've you've kind of had to enforce being single through the whole time. Um, I've seen spoken to people, they're like, well, oh, I don't quite know where to start getting back into the dating again now yeah. because it's been so long. Yeah. Actually, you know,
0: exactly. coming out with
1: those good chat-up
0: lines. <laughs> <laughs> and conversely, we know people that have actually crazily been able to meet someone and fall in love during this time, which is beautiful. But again, if their friendship groups knows them as the one that goes out and passes all the time and da-da-da-da-da and is always socialising you're going to be presenting a very different version of yourself again. So there's all these different things and friendships might have come and gone. So there's a myriad, a myriad there of some of the things that have changed for for so many of us over mm. the last year.
1: I know some people are still uh, obviously really worried as well. Really? They can get they can get ill if they go out yeah. as well. So we that's another concern. People.
0: Might have actually yeah. lost people. So you know, what we wanted to do is just give some actionable tips as we mm. as we normally do on these podcasts. To to yeah go on
1: yeah I was gonna say just just to let you know like you know whatever whatever your anxiety is if you if you can just um it sometimes helps to kind of sit with it because often our anxiety can bubble up and just be a general sense of like oh I feel anxious you can maybe sit with it if that's okay for you for a while and just just try and uh, gently explore it and find out what you know what it stems from because often when we can bring awareness to it we can then start to to address it and work on it and go oh you know do I, is that something I really need to be anxious about. Or not. So mm-hmm. that's something there. But also, just practice massive, massive self-compassion with yourself. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, whatever you've gone through is is valid. Whatever you're feeling now is. Valid. And don't
0: put a lid on it. Don't put a lid on what you're feeling. Don't try and pretend it's not happening. Don't put a lid on it. Because actually, you're just, we always say, you're just putting them in the post, these emotions. So really, like what James has just said, he was signalling to me that he wanted to say something. So I went, no, go ahead. But um, I raised my hand. He raised his hand like he was at school. It's quite funny and quite sweet. Um, But yeah, you've got to to be compassionate with yourself. But really allow yourself to know that they are valid feelings and that actually... Pushing them away and putting a mask on and presenting yourself as you think you should be um, isn't going to help anyone. So just sit with it and allow it in and don't be scared to um, because putting a lid on it is the worst thing you can do. So number one, top tip, kind of gone through this, but be kind and manage your own Mm. expectations. So be kind to yourself and manage your own expectations. We expect so much of ourselves. Just be gentle with yourselves, please.
1: Number two, uh, it's kind of linked to the expectations, is don't judge yourself or compare, you know, don't get caught up in like, oh, so-and-so's done this, Mm. so-and-so's done that, or they're fine, I don't feel fine. You know, your own journey is your own
0: journey. Yeah, and number three is take one step at a time. Don't go all in, just put your, I always say, put your little toe in, one step at a time. Connect with people that you trust. This is really, really key. So think about those people that you trust, connect with those people um, and don't say yes to everything so if you want to go out in a social situation just go out with that person that you trust uh first of all don't say yes to everything and just take one step at a time don't over over expect yourself to do anything that you know is going to make you feel uncomfortable
1: and be honest with friends you know if you have that kind of open relationship and you can say you know i'm a little bit apprehensive i'm feeling anxious that's great if you don't feel you can share that You know, just say, I might leave early. Another top tip for you is it's always good to think ahead and have like a prepared line in case someone springs on you. You know, that thing is like, ah, so good to see you. Do you want to go for a drink tomorrow at six? And in that moment, you like, oh, yeah, if you just go, that would be great. Let me check my schedule and get back to you. Just have a line so you can come back to give yourself that space to decide whether you really want to That's do it or not. That's so
0: important. There's such a good trick is actually to have. It's so important to say, actually, give yourself some breathing space. Because what we tend to do is, with people please, right? So we say, yes. And then afterwards, you walk away going, oh, my goodness, I don't want to do that. So, yeah, just giving yourself some breathing space is not a really good tip. When we're dating,
1: you always say yes and then not turn up. <laughs>
0: It's a true story. I should have
1: maybe taught you that and I could have managed my expectations a bit better.
0: There's was a buffer of time of about three months. I was giving myself, I'll get back to you and think about it. Three months later, I turned up for my date. It is actually true. It's awful, but it's true. Um, (laughs) James, you've made me giggle now. Have a backup plan. So James is obviously saying there, have a line that you can use um, if people spring things on you, but also have a backup plan if you're somewhere and you're feeling anxious, just know that what your escape route is, what you've got there, what your kind of comfort blanket is. So it might be that you want to drive. um, So you've got that, that form of control over when you leave and how you leave. Also... One of, one of the tips is what I would say is I would probably recommend you don't go smashing the alcohol on your first time out because if you are feeling anxious it's just gonna make it a whole lot worse but also you're gonna lose you're gonna lose your sense of control. So just be really really careful with that um, and set a time limit of when you're gonna leave. So just again it's about boundary setting say okay I am gonna go, I'm gonna be brave. I'm going to feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm going to go, but I'm going to set myself a time of an hour and a half, and then I'm going to leave.
1: Uh, Number six, your feelings are valid. This one's a bit of a two-way street, actually. Your feelings are valid, but at the same time, do have tolerance. Um, You know, this is a new world, and people are unsure how to behave. So if you see people Mm. behaving in a way that makes you uncomfortable, um, rather than challenging them, I just, like, you know, remove yourself from the situation. It's going to be different for everyone. So, you know, respect your own feelings, but also be tolerant of others.
0: Um, What I would say as well is number seven is do try and visualize a great outcome. You know, when we're in that fight or flight response and we're feeling anxious and panicked, we we our mind tends to run away with us and we'll be thinking of all the worst things all the worst possible scenarios that can happen you know a friend swinging from chandeliers and it all going a bit horribly wrong and you know friends arguing all that kind of stuff don't don't let your mind play tricks on you and run away with you, I would just honestly keep trying to visualise on those few baby steps you're going out, socialise again, just kind of visualise the best possible outcome, you know, friends having a great time, it being really easy, you feeling comfortable, you being in control, you enjoying the experience and just not feeling overwhelmed.
1: Last one, number eight, respect your boundaries. You know, if you're feeling unsure about something, if you're still feeling anxious, you know, don't don't, don't be afraid not to go. you just go, okay, you know, I'm going to take a rain check on this. And likewise, if you're already out and you're not feeling comfortable, just call it a day. Just go, I'm just going to go home now. Just mm. respect your boundaries. Yeah,
0: and just understand that everyone is, is feeling is feeling really, really funny about what's happening so you're you're honestly not alone and just try and connect with like-minded people that's what i would say keep talking reach out if this has got to a really really difficult level for you don't don't be afraid to um seek professional help that's what i would say as well um and connect with people that you feel safe with that you trust and just go slowly 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 um and we hope that this podcast episode has been helpful for you we just thought it was particularly relevant right now Um, and we always try and make it, I suppose, as relevant to our experience and what we're seeing in the world with our clients, our friends and our family as much as possible. So, um, do let us know. We would love to hear from you. Reach out if you need, um, some connection and if you, if you need, um, any support, just reach out. We're here for you. But also let us know how you found this podcast and if you've got any ideas, we always say this, any ideas for future podcast topics, any questions that you think we can cover, we love to hear from you. We do get some wonderful, wonderful messages Mm. about our podcast and it lights up our soul. We love to do this. We love to connect with you even if it's through this microphone (laughs) on a Wednesday night (laughs) when we're a bit battered and tired. But um, we're sending you an enormous amount of love. We really, really are. And I hope to see... Some of you ladies on the workshop tomorrow uh, tomorrow lunchtime, 12.30, Thursday the 13th of May. So 12.30, lunchtime UK time. 30 minutes and I'll be there live answering your questions and connecting. And um, yeah, can't wait to see.
1: Yeah, don't miss that. It is, it's, a, it's an amazing workshop. <laughs>
0: uh, sending you lots and lots, lots of love. Enough. You take care. Bye. Bye.
1: yeah you've been listening to the midlife mentors with claire and james davis
0: yeah. we'd love to hear from you so drop us a line at info at with any questions yeah. or topic suggestions
1: and make sure you join us on our facebook page and youtube channel you can find us under the midlife mentors
0: yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And don't forget to take the Midlife Reset audit now to receive personalized insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.